I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had this thought, as is often the case with us. We start off saying, hey, we should do this and this should be in the episode. And I tell you, I'm adding this to the list. And I'm like, okay, so let's actually go and do that thing that's on the list. Until, like, what, a day before we get started, suddenly I forget what's on that list. Uh-huh. Because something else pops up. And we were this close. We had been teasing doing a particular episode since we started this podcast back in 2019. <laughs> I had made a point. I had made a point saying, actually, I think it's time to finally do it. The people demand that we do this. And I'm here to tell you that we will disappoint them once again. <laughs> Oh, because something shiny happened. We got distracted. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, it involves superheroes. It involves cars. And a plot that makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. True facts. (laughs) Anyway, shit to the turbo. (laughs) Cut to the deep song. (laughs) I was walking with the ghost. Like, okay, before we even get into everything else, yeah, is that not like one of the best theme songs ever? Like, I know that the OG theme is like celebrated, but come on, you cannot listen to that and not want to like do like 100 miles an hour on a highway. So, I did note within my six pages of notes that. The Turbo theme song does, in fact, make me want to run through a wall. However, it's not as good as the OG theme song. No, but, 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 but. <laughs> I, I, it, it gets me hype just as much as anything, but definitely not as much as the old one. Sorry to, <laughs> to rain on your parade there. Though I don't feel like crashing through walls listening to OG theme. Like, I'll fight a motherfucker, but I don't feel like actually, like... <laughs> Speeding down the highway. That's definitely like, I need to grab a weapon and battle the forces of evil. Fair enough. Oh, hey, everybody. Um, Welcome to Talking Like a Teen, the podcast where we have a tendency to rush back into our past. Um, I am Rocky DeSantos Neckbrace. <laughs> and I am one of the terrifying monkeys that you meet in Africa. <laughs> okay. Before we even get into anything, first off, like we started saying, we were going to finally do the episode we have been teasing for ages. Um, this is my fault. I'm taking responsibility. I'm being an adult. I am listening and I'm learning. Um, this is not who I am. I don't even know what started it. Oh, it was an Instagram post. I'm not going to name the account. I'm not going to put them on blast like that. But I was scrolling through my feed one day and someone had brought up the point that it has been 25 years years since Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, was released in theaters, and after crying a lot... I was gonna say, and after your skeleton turned to dust. (laughs) (laughs) 
we would be remiss if we did not talk about this movie, especially since coming off the heels of two of my favorite episodes. I think there's episodes 25 and 26 talking about uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Between all of the Fast and Furious shit and the Power Rangers shit, this is just a podcast from my brother. So shout out to my brother, I guess. Yeah, shout out to your brother, by the way. Um, <laughs> though it's funny, Um, real quick aside, though, speaking of your brother, he had suggested Ghana 60 Seconds. Yes. So we were all like, I'm not sure if we want to do this one, but I went to get pizza the other day, like over the weekend. And what happens to be on USA on one of the TVs, but gone is 60 seconds. Oh my God. And I'm convinced a hundred percent that Charlize Theron's hairstyle in Fate of the Furious had to have been a callback to Angela Jolie's Gone in 60 Seconds. There is no way. Because you're saying to yourself, what are the odds there's two movies with blonde white ladies driving cars and they both happen to be wearing dreads. I just, uh, it's a choice. Choices in like all capital letters and like underlined and italicized. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a choice. When I tell you that it's a choice, like do a Google image search. It's a fucking choice. But you had mentioned the scene in Africa in the Power Rangers movie. And I want to start there, but I almost like there's so much going on in this movie and i don't know how much we want to set it up because because when you said what you said i thought about it and i'm like wow africa's a massive continent y'all the cradle of civilization but every time we're there it's oh hey look there's simian like creatures there's a lion there's a like you know there's buildings and people and infrastructure like it's not all just like jungle nope to even get there. Yeah, we skipped we skipped the first 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> the first 20 minutes, which might as well be two hours in and of itself, because my God, it takes so long to get to the plot of this. But before we even get into all that, as we often do when we do these episodes about movies, actually, your note-taking <laughs> skills are on point. You might as well be the sixth ranger, because it is OP. Like, it's, it's amazing. So... I just want to go through Ashley's notes because I have notes too, but I have a feeling anything that I possibly have brought up, <laughs> you brought up like a thousandfold. Um, my first note was <laughs> just in in quotes. Ah, shit! Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, I was in a great place when I took these. Uh, <laughs> How was it? Two movies in a row. Two movies. Before we even get a title sequence, we have to do another text crawl. Come on, who's watching this who doesn't know what the Power Rangers are? Because remember how you made that comment about the first movie starting off telling us what the Power Rangers were and you being very upset? Guess what? This movie did the total opposite where it told you nothing. It told you nothing. The, the text crawl was so fucking vague. You're just like, am I watching Lord of the Rings right now? Like, what is happening? Who are these people? Because they say it, everything in this movie is said so matter-of-factly, like, you're supposed to be like, yeah, of course, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, so, just point of order. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of fucking dudes and weird shit in this movie, and I'm gonna tell you right now that I don't remember the names of things, I don't remember the names of people, so... I hope you're ready to fill in the details for the lovely people who have to listen to me go, you know, one guy that, um... <laughs> All right, looks... now are you talking about the Power Rangers or, like, the other characters? Uh, not, not everyone. 
I'm good at names and places and stuff. <laughs> and that's kind of the weird part because in order to even set up this movie, now this movie does something wild. Say what you will about the first Power Rangers movie, but it does assume that there is an audience, mostly the parents, who have not watched the series at all. So while when their kids are like, oh, hey, please take me to go see this movie. Parents are like, I have no idea. I don't watch this. All I know is I got to keep my kids from punching and kicking everything inside every time the show ends. Right. So I don't know what the Power Rangers are. So the movie kind of brings it to speed. This one doesn't. Does not at all. Not at all. And this movie is both the first episode of Power Rangers Turbo because the first episode of the series starts immediately thereafter. Mm-hmm. And this also is the final episode of Power Rangers Zio, which never actually gets a final episode. I don't remember Power Rangers Zio at all. And now, it's time for another edition of the Winded Nostalgia-Filled Ramblings of Adrian King in a segment we like to call Storytime. Here is your host, Adrian King. TLDR, uh, Command Center blows up. Yeet! Um, oh no, even more than that. Okay, so... Turns out, Thirsty is a Mighty Morphin. Rita has a brother. He's an idiot, but he's also super powerful. Wrecks the Power Rangers Zords. They basically redo the plot of the movie with more annoying characters, get ninja stuff. Ninja okay. stuff's done. Cool, we got ninja stuff. Oh, hey, now we need new Zords for reasons. We get new Zords. Turns out, Kimberly has a nemesis who tries to kill her, puts her in a coma, traps Tommy in another dimension. Kimberly Sick. leaves. New Pink Rangers here. Awesome. Uh, Not awesome, but okay. Uh, Power Rangers get turned into kids. Crystals that are going to help them get displaced throughout time in uh, different countries. So kid Power Rangers got to go get them. Uh, turns out Aisha hangs out with Tanya in Africa. Aisha's like, oh, hey, I'm a small child. Um, even though I'm going to be an adult, I'm just going to go hang on Africa. So now this other girl who you've never met before is going to take my place. Cool. Bye. See you later. Okay. Tanya shows up just in time to be like, hey, um, I know you haven't met me, but Aisha sends her blessings. Uh, oh, shit. The power chamber blows up. The command center blows up. And then they're like, hey, those crystals we got, are they cool? Cool. Now we got new powers, blah, 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 blah. Machines killing everybody. Then it's like, oh, hey, there's a new ranger showing up. Who is it? Turns out it's one person, but they're also triplets. <laughs> oh, my God. Then triplets are like, hey, we can't use these powers. And then it's like, well, we need someone to take these powers. Tommy's like, I know a guy. And it shows up. It's Jason, a.k.a. the original Red Ranger, who had been off the show for what? two three years at this point um basically he's doing his thing kimberly and tommy break up uh she sends him a dear john letter never actually shows up <laughs> love it love her She's so great jason is all like hey i'm back on the team even though he tells tommy i'm not trying to take over and make things like they were before you were your spot on the team even though technically i'm more powerful now and rocky once again <laughs> who was second in command now can just drop the third string and is pissed because now that Jason's back, everybody's excited and he's being left out. So now the second half of Power Rangers Zio is essentially Rocky being bitter. And it's <laughs> awesome. Which then leads us into this movie. Because guess what happens to Rocky? Nothing good. Oh my god. This poor guy. That brings you up to speed as to where we are now. Oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> I quit. Bye. <laughs> 
This has been another edition of the Winter Nostalgia-Filled Ramblings of Adrian King and a segment called Storytime. Um, I don't know where to start. I kind of want to start with Diva Talks. I kind of want to start with Larry Go. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to start with Row Your Boat. <laughs> I kind of want to start with Justin's haircut. I don't know where to start. What, what sounds fun to you? What are you going to talk about? I don't know where to start with this movie. And I don't think the movie knew where to start. The movie immediately starts off telling us about someone named, I misspelled his name, mispronounced it so many times. Because at one point I call him Lariat or Lariat. <laughs> then I called him Largo a few times. So basically I just stuck to Largo. I actually paused the text crawl to get the correct spelling of his name, used it about a third of the way through my notes, and then kept forgetting how to spell it and just kept saying, I just have like Larry comma go as his name in my notes. So, so. all right, we're going to call him Larry Go. <laughs> For some reason, he's needed because his magic opens some portal. Like, what? What is? It's the <sighs> the nemesis triangle. And then he... So it's he, they have to go. He's got a key to the, the triangle. And then he's got a second key to the volcano monster whose name... I It starts with M. I don't... I got nothing. Malagor? There you go. Something like that. It, again, it all this shit sounds like Lord of the Rings to me. And say what you will about the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. I followed that shit. It made sense. They told you that Ivan News is this ancient evil um, a, a group of Power Rangers from way back when was able to seal this guy away. Thanks to land development and capitalism and all that, uh, he gets unearthed. And now he's ready to wage war on everybody. Yeah. And Zordon gets murked, and now they got to go find the great power, which turns out is not Jesus, um, <laughs> to revive him. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I have no idea what this is about. Okay, so Diva Talks is a pirate queen or pirate witch or something like that. I'll tell you what she is. She's a goddamn fucking legend. I love her so much. <laughs> And we talk about this a lot. People who are way overqualified for particular roles. Yeah. <laughs> I think we even had a term for it that I currently forgot. Actually, wait, hold on. I think I actually do have notes about that. Because I started a talking like a teen glossary. <laughs> You'll have to send me a copy of that. Um, so the third bullet point in my notes I have here is that Dutox and I are the OTP. Because I love her so much. The series has amazing villains, and it expects me to root for these stupid 30-year-old actors posing as, like, these ultra-wooden teenagers and this dumb floating head in a tube. Like, fuck those guys. <laughs> the only reason I sort of occasionally root for the bad guys is because of Alpha, and the only reason I really even like Alpha is because that's Invader Zim. <laughs> So, <laughs> and he's cool. He's just like a goober of a robot, and I like a goobery robot. But Detox rules. She's so great. Love her. She's perfect in every way. No notes. She's supposedly getting married to this guy. Now, it almost sounds like Detox has her own skill, her own agency. She's kind of running her own thing. Yeah. And I feel like her marrying this dude makes about as much sense as Beyonce marrying Jay-Z. I mean... 
<laughs> where it's like, hey, I'm pretty awesome in myself. This kind of feels like a power move, but I think it, it, it totally feels like a like a business relationship sort of deal. And that's fine. It's just that the steps to get this guy. <laughs> Because now we got to go capture Mar-a-Lago, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> and because right. he's got a thing. Then, uh, am I, okay, my thing is this. This dude's running around doing magic. He could teleport. He can zap you and change you and make you not evil. He's doing all this stuff. Why did you just teleport you and your family out of there? Because, like, okay, and then he has a relationship with Alpha that's never discussed because then oh. when the two are talking to each other, oh. we don't hear anything. <laughs> like, what is this guy? Like, we get nothing about who he is and why it's important that Zorla and Alpha had to be involved. I don't know, but, like, <sighs> okay, let's just get this out of the way. The text crawl makes him sound like a badass wizard. And then you cut to him. And he's like a three foot tall troll adjacent puppet that is busted. <laughs> um, it's so weird looking. <laughs> and I and I didn't want to say anything because this um, sounds really fucked up, but <laughs> no, it's so weird looking. And I remember even as a kid being like distracted by how weird looking it it looks in relation to like everything else in the like the visual language of the Power Rangers world. And I get that it's supposed to be like little and kind of unassuming and like hypothetically cute so that the audience is like emotionally investing in it staying alive but i think it's fucking creepy the little purring noise thing that it makes actively angered me throughout my notes (laughs) were they trying to channel gizmo from gremlins was that the plan gizmo fucking rules i don't know what this thing is doing (laughs) because didn't gizmo do like he like who at the moon and shit before he decided to (laughs) unleash demons off Um, of him because someone spilled a fucking cup of water or something (laughs) until gizmo turned awesome and did cool shit is what you mean to say anyway (laughs) um we love evil gizmo by the end of this movie, I was actively rooting for <laughs> the Megazord to just step on him. I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> in case you were wondering my opinion on, on the wizard here, I'm actively rooting for his death. Literally, this movie is 93 minutes long. Every single minute of the movie, I'm rooting for him to just die and disappear from the movie. And it doesn't happen. It makes me very sad. Shout out to Diva Toxin Elgar, <laughs> by the way, because Elgar's like, oh, hey, like, I think he's dying. To which then Diva Tox says, we can't let that wretched little Larian thingy die. <laughs> Fucking screaming. And the whole movie, this thing, because I guess the idea is it's an alien from another planet. It ends up on Earth. In Africa, which we know this because, as actually pointed out, um, there's a bunch of, like, monkeys and chimpanzees. There's a lion. Literally, the movie just cuts to, like, National Geographic, like, B-roll. Yeah. (laughs) Where I'm like, what happened? Did my YouTube video, like, is is it glitched? Like, am I in the Matrix right now? Like, what? (laughs) Why are there lions? (laughs) All this, all this exists just for foreshadowing because this lion that's like, I'm going to eat this thing. And then Mar-a-Lago's all like, let me zap you. And apparently you're not going to attack me. But it's like the lion's not evil. It just, it sees you as a threat. It's going to attack you. That's not the same as being evil. 
My note says, not gonna lie, kind of rooting for the lion to eat, and the fucking puppet is so cursed. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the worst part. It's half puppet, but I think someone's actively in that costume. I hate it. And I felt so bad for whoever that was. And also, Largo, Lariat, whatever his name is, Ted Lasso, fucking... There you go. (laughs) crashes in the middle of Africa and you see this wide shot of this massive explosion. Next thing you know, it's sitting in a tree freaked out by baby birds. Yep. How? Everything within like at least a three mile radius is now decimated. But somehow it's sitting in a tree freaked out about birds and then we watch it fall out of a tree. Like what is like all these minutes in Africa could have been taken to explain the plot. Because while this is happening, then we're cut into... The Power Rangers, because I, they're just doing martial arts. And Tommy, this movie starts, like, we find the Power Rangers, maybe, like, what, 10 minutes into the movie? <laughs> of Tommy beating the ever-loving shit out of Rocky. <laughs> Which made me think of an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like, early on when he was still the Green Ranger, when Tommy was trying out for the football team. And he was so bad at football. Every time he would rush, like, the practice dummies, he would, like, ninja kick it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know how to do football stuff. I'm bad at this until he learned and then ended up on the team. Christ. To which, I guess at one point, <laughs> their trainer's like, all right, Rocky, you suck. Tommy, stop beating his ass. Adam, you go in. And Adam jumps into the ring with the wildest flip. And then you forget, like, Adam does this for real. (laughs) Like, Adam is bringing, like, Bagel Bites energy into this fight. So, I went into this movie with no real firm opinions on Adam. I left this movie a pretty big Adam fan. This character is ridiculous. In the most, like, wholesome way possible. He's just, like... (laughs) He's those fucking TikToks that people take of their dogs where they're, like... You know, there's not a brain cell in him. He's just living life. <laughs> uh, Adam really does go through the most growth, I think, because at this point, Billy... I miss Billy. Love Billy. Billy spins most of Zio because there are five crystals but six rangers. So Billy sits it out and becomes the guy in the chair <laughs> for most of season one or two. But remember we made that joke about, like, the Pirates being Minuto? Yeah. There's a whole episode where Billy, being that he's all smart, he graduates early and all but ages out of being like a Power Ranger anyway. Poor baby. But then turns out how they write him off the show is that when the Rangers got turned into kids, Billy's the smartest one and probably the most likely to be able to figure this out. Whatever machine they used to, like, I guess, bring it back to the regular age, they used that on Billy. But what happened, I guess, is he's rapidly aging and had to go to, like, Aquatar, where the alien rangers were, to be all like, oh, hey, they need to, like, cure me of progeria. <laughs> so he's with Robin Williams and Jack? Yeah. <laughs> to then... <laughs> to then, at that point, he's like, well, um, hey, I, I, I met an alien lady, and she's cool, and we're gonna go hang out here, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back to my home planet now. <laughs> there it is i love it oh man um so i wrote in my notes adam kind of becomes the billy of the team because i I wrote in my notes adam circa mighty morphin i'm not sure i belong here adam circa power and jazio this team would fall apart without me adam circa turbo oh for fuck's sake (laughs) 
They really do sort of try to make him like the Hawkeye of this team a little bit, where they're like, this guy is the emotional core of this team because I said, and that's just sort of it. And then you're like, yeah, I guess. All right. Fair enough. But he kind of is because Tommy's just like, okay, Tommy at this point has been with this team to the point where he's tenured. I'm like, dude, like you, you already got your promotion. This movie wants you to think that Tommy is the most awesome fucking coolest bruh to ever bruh in the history of brudge. And I actively just kind of want to punch him every time I see him on the screen. I just, I'm not, I don't like Tommy very much. And when he was in Mighty Morphin, he was. But once Zio brings Jason back, it's like Tommy now in comparison. And I know I'm pissing off a lot of Power Rangers fans because I know for the fandom, Tommy is it. Yeah. I'm sorry. But no, next to Jason, it's just you got Vin Diesel and you got The Rock. One of them is the one that we're supposed to love, <laughs> but there's the one we actually do. So smash cut to they're doing flips and shit. And Rocky is bad at karate the coach guy, whoever, I don't know who this fucking old guy is, tells him that he's not, you know, to focus. And they're like, you're not trying hard. And he's like, okay, well, I'll try harder. And then he tries so hard that he, like, yeets himself out of this, like, WWE wrestling ring and, like, fucks his neck up or some shit. I wrote the same thing that he eats himself out of the ring. <laughs> because he does! Like, he's, he's in the middle of the ring, right? And he tells him, the, the guy's like, oh, kick my the pad. Because, again, this is Rocky. And I wish they had done this sooner. Because Rocky doesn't really get any kind of agency until the whole Jason thing happens. And I think, actually, it kind of starts earlier in Zio, where once he's no longer... like, Because I guess he's technically second in command, but I feel like the color change, he gets a lot more angsty. Adam does sort of... Because Adam, at first, he's like, I'm not sure I really kind of fit in here. Even though he is one of the more level-headed other Rangers. But when Tanya comes in, honestly, she's never been in Angel Grove. She's sort of the fish out of water. Mm -hmm. So Adam, I think there's like a nice little friendship here where now they have a dynamic. And a lot of Zio is Adam and Tanya being a thing. Yeah. And Tommy and Catherine are a couple. A couple of what? I don't know. (laughs) Dork asses. And Rocky's just kind of there. And I think they take that into a thing. So now he's pissed, but I still can't figure out how angry is he that he somehow Mortal Kombat bicycle kicks himself so far out of the ring. Like, he doesn't land next to it. He doesn't, like, okay, kick, like, next to the ropes and he gets tangled and kind of flips over. Several feet away. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You broke back is broken. What, uh, a vertebrae or or what portion? Spinal. My spine! <laughs> like, um, like, it turns... <laughs> oh, my spine! <laughs> Take aspirin. Um, <laughs> hey, Adrian. Hey, would, you, would you say that Rocky is blue? Babadi babadai? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is wild. Is Justin orphaned? So, okay, he has a dad who is currently alive. When his mom died, his dad kind of lost his shit. And now Justin hangs out with these other orphan kids at the shelter. So, like, I don't know if he, like, 25th Amendmented himself or... (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't die. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Um I win. I win the podcast. I did it. <laughs> I was just trying to take a sip of water. <laughs> No, I win. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I don't know because the way he made it sound like was like, okay, like, okay, this is going to be really fucking dark. But when he tells the story later on to Catherine, he makes it sound like, okay, his mom dies. His father couldn't handle it. And um, his father um, also shuffled loose the mortal coil. Because they talk about, like, one day, one day he'll get his karate studio back up and running. His business scared his shit after his wife died. But we meet his father in the TV show eventually because they turn the story from it being like, okay, the studio is closing to his father is more of a business type, like suit and tie and briefcase. And the, it's always the, oh, hey, I'm going to be a better father. We're going to go, hey, it's basically cats in the cradle kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, oh, we're going to go hang out. We're going to do this thing. And he's always just happens to not be there, which is a great way to be a Power Ranger when your parents aren't around to be all like, hey, why are you never home? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm like, you don't even check in with the kid. Like, holy oh. shit. Like, there's difference between being absentee or being latchkey. But this kid is legit alone. Yeah. And I actually kind of feel bad. Not enough to make me like him, though. <laughs> well, I don't say he was likable, but I do feel bad that this kid's like by himself. <laughs> Then I guess whatever shelter he's at is getting closed, which is actually kind of fucked up because I'm like, what's happening to these kids then? Right. Well, and they kind of make it sound like it's just an after school program. I don't really understand what this is supposed to be. I don't, I don't remember the, the PC term for an orphanage, but um, I'm pretty sure they don't just close down like a, like a group home, I guess. I'm pretty sure they don't just close a group home without reorienting those kids elsewhere. So, like, it's not like they wouldn't be without care. They really did not put much into this. No, not at all. I'm thinking of shelter in the traditional sense, and maybe that's not what it was meant to be. But like you said, it almost sounds like a rec center, like a boys and girls club kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But we don't know that this place exists. We've never seen it. No. And we definitely don't know, other than these kids singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Oh, my God. Because it's like, hey, kids, let's sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat and get to the gym just in time to watch your friend get <laughs> hauled away in the fucking ambulance. Oh, man. And I, it, there's also the other thing, too. When they get to the gym and Rocky's still sprawled out in the ground, Justin's like Rocky and he goes running. Uh-huh. But this movie really doesn't establish that. Is there some sort of prior relationship to Rocky and Justin? Like, no. was he being trained by him or something? Not at all. There was a way to put Justin in this movie. They do this a lot in this movie. And it pisses me the fuck off where they give you like three really like stilted line reads that summarize the plot and motivation of a character and expect you to just be on board and basically fill in the story yourself. And I hate it. <laughs> It's bad. Like, there's a line where um, Kat is like, yeah, Justin's going to be really sad that the shelter's closing. And it's he's been really down since his mom died. And it's like, instead of telling, instead of having this girl who can't act tell me that this character is sad 
and is going to miss the relationships that he's made in this place. Show me those relationships. He never, you never see him interface with any of the other kids in the shelter. You don't see him like mourn his mom really in any sort of significant way. Like you don't see that stuff. You just have to believe that that these are his feelings and these are his motivations because the blonde lady with the bad accent said so. The whole closing of the shelter part serves no real purpose because there's no real stakes here. What the movie should have just been is, here's a kid who, for all intents and purposes, is by himself. Yeah. He clearly doesn't seem like he has any sort of association or friendship with these other kids. Catherine and Tanya seem to know him enough to care for him maybe in an extra way, seeming like maybe this kid needs a little bit more guidance. Given his reaction to when he sees Rocky, I would have thought it would have made sense of this is a kid that they've hung out with more often than not. Like, okay, he's at the shelter or whatever they call it because that's just where he has to be because obviously he can't be unsupervised. But really, at the end of the day, he's been spending a lot of time hanging out with these people who he doesn't realize are Power Rangers. Right. And it could have made more sense that Rocky is training this kid. That's someone he looks up to. So when Rocky's hurt, it's like, oh, shoot. Because what kind of baffles me is the hospital scene. He goes to visit Rocky. When the other rangers show up, he's hiding. But it's like, why would he hide? Right. Because it would have made more sense to be like, oh, this is someone I look up to. And I see him as almost like a big brother kind of thing. He's hurt. I want to be here. But they could have found another way for him to find out that they were Power Rangers. Also, congratulations. Now Rocky has photosensitivity issues. (laughs) Because I didn't realize that teleporting now requires a strobe light show. Holy bejesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. We could do a whole podcast on Justin alone. We like. (laughs) Oh, my God. Holy shit. We we could do a whole podcast on his fucking haircut alone. Good God. The fucking 10 pounds of bull cut that this poor kid has. Jesus H. Christ. So we've also established in the previous movie and episodes of the show that the Power Rangers actively continue to like flunk their stealth checks. So it's one of those where like, I'm not surprised that Justin finds out about them being Power Rangers. I'm honestly more surprised it's taken this long for someone to overhear them talking into their wrists and shit in like hallways and out in public and stuff and actually confront them. But it makes no sense to me. Take Justin out of the equation. They're in the hospital room, which is okay, fine, whatever. No one's physically in there. But when they teleport, there's such a light show in noise. Right. Because at least when they used to teleport before, it was very much like a quick like blink and you miss it. So yeah, I could see why someone would be like, oh, did I hear something? Okay, nothing's here. But there's so much flashing going on as they're dematerializing. Anyone would have been like, what the hell's going on in this room? It's like a Pink Floyd light show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They got a bigger budget, so they used it on that for whatever the fuck reason. The original cut of this movie supposedly was three hours long. For fuck's sake. There was more stuff when they go into like the volcano. Most of Justin's character development got cut out. To be fair, that's fine, actually. Because <laughs> I guess Rocky or Steve Cardenas, I believe is his last name, at this point wanted out. Because I follow him on Instagram. Like, he's pretty well respected in the martial arts world. But I guess he wanted to go back to that. Okay, so that actually answers a question that I had. Because I had a note that was like, does this guy have like a scheduling conflict or whatever? Because he basically has the one scene where he eats it. 
And then, like, maybe two scenes of him in a hospital bed just kind of, like, being actively asleep or being like, Justin, what the fuck? You found out we're Power Rangers, oh shit. Zordon's gonna fire me for this. (laughs) And that's it. Like, he's pretty much not in this movie at all. I know we're jumping around, but speaking of Zordon and Justin or whatever... Zordon, and I've said this last time, I'm going to say it again. Zordon is anti-union. <laughs> Zordon is breaking child labor laws. Get this guy the fuck out. Because matter of fact, in Power Rangers Turbo, the series, the Power Rangers graduate. Like, that actually is the start of the series. Because they're talking to Rocky. Like, oh, hey, you won't believe the shit we did. And it's like a super cut of, like, scenes of the movie. Uh-huh. But now it's like, oh, shit, you graduated high school. You can't be here. And Zordon's like, well, I'm gone now. There's this other lady who's going to be taking over by, and Alpha leaves too. What? I quit. They're high schoolers, which is still pretty young. But they hired a kid in middle school. Okay. <laughs> I have notes on this. <laughs> so at this point, we are we really did just cut through like the whole fucking middle of the movie. Oh, we're going uh, back to that. Okay, we'll we'll go back. So the Power Rangers are in a literal other dimension. Meanwhile, we cut back to Zordon initiating a new Blue Ranger and like lecturing him about, you know, be good and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, they need five people to make the cars go and vroom and all this other shit. But how does Zordon know anything about this fucking kid? Like, okay, so maybe... When when Rocky maybe Rocky tells Zora like, hey, this kid is like sort of capable and shit. Make him do it. He found out that we're Rangers, so you gotta shut him up somehow. Give him a job. That's actually what I wrote down. <laughs> but like, okay, so how does Zordon know that this kid is physically capable of kicking ass in his little lycra suit? He doesn't know. Does he field test him before? Is this the field test? Like, go drive this car to another dimension and don't die. And if you come back, um, we'll make you an independent contractor and you have to pay taxes at the end of the year from your checks. Here's a 1099. Bye. Again, Zordon <laughs> needs to be brought up on literal war crimes. On top of the fact that clearly this kid is not old enough to have a job, whether he's an independent contractor or not. <laughs> And he can't drive. <laughs> he, and he's like, I had to get a crash course on driving. <laughs> From a robot who also doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> Between him getting appointed as a new Blue Ranger and to him showing up is all of maybe 10 minutes. Like, remember that scene in Tokyo Drift when Bow Wow is trying to teach Sean how to drift? Yeah. When he's like, within all of like five seconds, and he's yeah. basically like, you know what? Just just don't wreck the car. Like, and he just walks away. Yeah. That's essentially Alpha being like, all right, you know how to, whatever, <laughs> fucking just press this, press this, don't die. Right? D means, D means drive, R means reverse. <laughs> one, one makes you vroom, one makes you stop. You got it. You're fine. It's like, Go have next. you ever played Cruise in the USA? <laughs> don't do anything like that in this car. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zordon's explaining to them what Zords are. Like, dude, these people have been in this team for 20 years. Oh my god, I quoted it because it made me laugh so much. Vehicles that are equipped with the power and velocity of turbo technology. What does that mean? Also, I love that (laughs) Adam, being the voice of reason, asks, what about Rocky Zord? And Zordon's just like, don't worry about it. He says aggressively. (laughs) Like... Adam is trying so hard in this movie because there's so many times where his... Okay, and this is why looking back at the early half of Turbo, 
and Moses Zio, he and Tanya are really our friendship goals because they're the only two people in this team who are like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> Adam's face when they're describing the whole thing about the, the what is it called? The, the nemesis triangle the nemesis or whatever. Triangle. His face is just like, he's like, how many more hours of this? <laughs> like, like, dude, I gotta go do Trigun voiceovers. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Okay, so at one point, Zordon is, without any reason, Zordon somehow magically knows Divatox's whole fucking plan, even though she doesn't tell him, and he has no way of knowing. And at that point, they've just found out that Divatox is holding Jason and Kimberly hostage on her dope-ass submarine. And Tommy immediately shows his ass, where he is like, First, we will rescue my ex and her new boyfriend so I can figure out that fucking situation. And then we will deal with the universe ending evil in that specific order. And then immediately Adam goes, um, actually, like, Kimberly and Jason are pretty fucking capable. And maybe we should focus on the universe ending evil. And Tommy looks so pissed. It's very funny. Right, because he's like, they were rangers too. We know this because they work together. Adam knows both of them. Apparently not. Tommy, he was mad. <laughs> the only one here who isn't aware is Tanya. Well, no, she. I know she knows Jason, but she's never worked with Kimberly, being that she's Aisha's uh, replacement. Yeah. I do love the great lengths of Tommy and Catherine being so eager <laughs> to go, like, we need to go save Largo. Uh-huh. By ourselves. You are a team. Why was it so important to two of you? Which I get it, because, again, Tanya and Adam are the practical ones, and they're the ones who are doing all the cool tracking shit. <laughs> they're doing Ramsey and Luna shit. Get, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this really is Fast and Furious, because you got fucking... <laughs> The idiots who want to go out in the field and do stuff, and the smart people that are like, actually, we're going to stay here in this air-conditioned room where there are snacks and computers. Bye. We're going to go into the jungle. We're Power Rangers. First off, why didn't you show up morphed? Second, Adam and Tanya were probably like, it's dangerous. It's hot. This is already bullshit. Yeah. Tommy, you're so fucking eager to do everything. Go, Go off, my man. You, and as much as we love Catherine, did we forget the part where she tried to kill your ex and also us? Much like you did? <laughs> like, oh, go send it to the you know, formerly evil people. And we're going to get to that in a minute when we get to the volcano fight, because that's my favorite oh my part God. of this whole fucking movie. Hell yes. And they spend the whole time getting wrecked. It's so hot. I'm like, aren't you from a region that gets pretty gnarly in and of itself? Thank you. That was my exact thought. I'm like, are you Australian? Doesn't it get hot as fuck down there? Now, I don't know. Maybe people from either region can hit us up on Twitter at TLAT Podcast or Instagram, also TLAT Podcast or email TLAT Podcast at gmail.com and tell us. Is it a dry heat? Or is it humidity? Because because <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, as soon as they get there, she's falling out. And you're like, oh, do you want water? I'm like, Yes. And then, then she proceeds to chug water from the tiniest cup I've ever seen. I have two things that bother me about this scene. The first one is Tommy's hair. For those of you that don't know, in this movie, Tommy's hair is like past his shoulders. I have no problem with this. Have whatever length of hair you want. That's fine. What I have a problem with is the fact that they went to the jungles of Central Africa. His hair is down. He's not sweaty. It's perfectly straightened. 
there's not a hair out of place on this motherfucker. You cannot tell me <laughs> that <laughs> Catherine, Catherine looks appropriately like sweaty and kind of gross and his hair is immaculate. I want to say that's not how physics do, but that's not really appropriate. But that is not how weather do with hair. (laughs) It's just not it. So it's like, that just seems like a vanity thing to me where he told the, he told the, the hair people like, uh, uh, my shit looks tight always. (laughs) And then, (laughs) so they are traipsing through the jungle, blah, blah, blah. They stop to get a drink because your girl is complaining. And then she's sitting there. And then all of a sudden this fucking snake is like crawling around behind her, like getting ready to eat her or boa constrict her or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So then (laughs) Tommy tells her to move on three. And at three, she rolls out of the way. He goes to wrestle fucking snake, which whatever. And then she catches herself on a limb because I guess they're sitting next to a cliff, which is smart, you know, smart. location, location, location. But then she is holding onto this branch, trying not to fall into this like waterfall cliff situation. She falls. While she's falling, she attempts to morph. I like this part. This is probably one of the most badass things that has happened in Power Rangers. I have so many questions, though. Like, like point of order questions. Okay. She's attempting to morph in midair and she doesn't quite make it when she hits the water, whatever like suit or whatever, like she like, it's just like this electric thing that hits the water and it disappears. So it leads me to have multiple questions. Why did the introduction of water cause it to fail? Do you have to, do you have to have like feet on the ground in order for it to work? Like what does morphing, what, why did she think that that would help her? As she's falling into water from a cliff. Because here's how I took it. From that height, she hits that water. She is next level dead. Is she, though? Depending on how you fa- like, she falls, you're definitely breaking a limb if you're not causing damage. She did that anyway. Because, <laughs> okay, I don't think this makes sense in my head, but this is how I gathered it. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe in a panic, she's not exactly thinking about the distance from where she is to the relation to where the water is. Mm-hmm. You know, because depending on how high you jump, which is why, like, when you get to, like, the cliff jump and, like, fast fives, I'm like, holy shit, they would have probably died. Like, okay, with the Power Rangers, they've fallen out of Zords, gotten hit with swords, all this stuff, and for the most part have been relatively okay. Mm-hmm. So I took it as she's going to hit the water, possibly cause injury. So she's trying to morph before she hits, basically as a means to, I think, protect herself from being injured from the fall. But the only problem is, is that she's falling at such a speed and velocity that she's basically mid-morph. Because that's the really cool part. And this is the only mention of the Zeo powers in this movie, which is wild to me. As she's morphing, the impact of the water is so heavy that it literally knocks her. Like, it doesn't actually complete the transformation, which is kind of wild when you think about it. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't actually morph, but it does keep her from causing, like severe harm at least that's how i took it this might actually be one of the most baller things that catholic's ever done (laughs) i'm not saying it wasn't a smart idea i just like the the scene gave me a lot of like point of order questions and of course the movie does absolutely nothing to explain it to you Uh, (laughs) 
The scene immediately following, though, after they get out of the, like, because, of course, he finishes wrestling with the snake, because whatever, shut up, movie, and then jumps in after her. He's totally fine, by the way. Right. Whatever. He's got a life vest in his power box, which sounds like a euphemism, but it's not. <laughs> um, So he gives her the life vest, and they, they somehow get out of the, like, raging rapids of this water and he goes are you okay and she's like yeah are you and then he says yes and then she immediately is like my leg like she's fucking on spongebob i'm mad because i wrote (laughs) my leg in all caps in my notes (laughs) um and like (laughs) if you are in the jungle with your boyfriend trying to find someone and you can't walk then you're not okay you're a liar like don't lie. We need You're an alternate okay. movie where which is essentially romancing the stone, but with Power Rangers. Yes. <laughs> or Jewel of the Nile, whichever one you want to pick. Whatever one had the Billy Ocean song in it, that's the one. <laughs> oh, when the going gets tough, the tough get morphing. <laughs> doing things that Rangers do. <laughs> like, oh my God, we went to an hour and we have not gotten past the first half of this movie. Well, to be fair, we've we've jumped around. No, that's fine. And we also jumped up and jumped up and got down. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> but the first half of this movie almost makes you go, you know, we complained a little too hard when they were skydiving and rollerblading. Yeah, you know what? I missed the skydiving and the rollerblading. I missed the fucking Red Hot Chili Pepper soundtrack. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> <sighs> Well, we're going to go listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers Higher Ground. Um, Hell yeah. But I feel like we should probably save this for part two. Yeah, I agree. Well, kids, oh shit, uh, we got to go save Largo. Uh, he got kidnapped again. Uh, so, um, TLAT podcast everywhere. Uh, bye. Bye. I was walking with the ghost.